everybody this awesome new experience. My name is Daniel Santos, and I am the host of the Patiently Waiting Podcast. If you're familiar with that term, Patiently Waiting Podcast, it's probably because you recognize it from, I think, two years ago. I set out to, to create that podcast for Browns fans, by Browns fans, and my idea was to get everybody in the Browns Twitter community involved. Unfortunately, it ended up being... Um, I don't know. It just went off course, and I don't want to get into it. Uh, it just ended up being something for Brown's Twitter battles. And hey, you know, that's partially my fault. I let go of the direction I wanted the podcast to go, and my, in my hopes of trying to get people on Brown's Twitter involved, I just kind of explored the few controversies, and I tried to exploit um, people on Twitter who, uh, you know, were going at each other and uh, didn't know how to stop, and... Uh, Kind of ruined the podcast in my original goal. But shout out to Caitlin, those Cleveland, for awesome YouTube parodies of the podcast and me and good hard fun that, you know, sometimes people just take things the wrong way and they run they run with it. But I want to give a big thank you to Jared Millar for allowing me to be a part of this new team for Clee for me. And I want to highlight some of the staff writers' work um, I want to start with Bob Evans. You can follow him on Twitter at the real at the real Bob Evans. He had a terrific piece on the tight ends and especially uh, corresponding to the draft. And I want to invite him to speak on it. And you can find his article on cleforme.com. And without further ado, hey everybody, Bob, Bob Evans here. I am one of the new writers for the brand new CLE for me that you have been reading on Scout.com. Just wanted to uh, take a moment here and uh, thank everyone for reading my very first article, Our Changes Ahead for the Browns at the Tight End Position. If you haven't read it, then this whole conversation may be a little bit over your head, so let me give you a brief recap, because one of my fine colleagues here at the CLE for me wanted me to just take three to five minutes to discuss uh, why I wrote the article and why I thought the Browns uh, may be looking to upgrade the tight end position in the 2017 NFL Draft. So recently, uh, one of the things that I like to do is I like to take a look at the roster as a whole, especially with the whole analytics crowd and people trying to understand how the Browns are applying that to roster management. So what I like to do is I like to take a look at position by position, look at the amount invested into the position currently in terms of guaranteed contract and future guarantees and dead money, and then also look at the age of the players because Anybody who pays attention to Moneyball and how it is utilized in baseball, you know, they're always looking at uh, replaceability, and that's a huge thing in baseball. Now, not everybody who uses analytics in football really does that, but I think that this front office has already proved that they're always looking at a certain level of replaceability when it comes to players. Obviously, they have shown with guys like Joel Batonio and giving Kevin Zeitler a boatload of money on the offensive line recently and uh, re-signing Jamie Collins that they're willing to pay a premium at certain positions. But other positions, they may look to upgrade with a younger player who is has money that is a little more controllable early on. So that was the premise for this article. I looked into the fact that the Browns have Gary Barnage, a guy that was just a pro bowler two, two seasons ago, coming off of a little bit of a down year. Maybe not his fault given the quarterback situation, but he does have significant amount of money for 
his age and uh, you know his current value based on uh, his stats last season uh, here in the in the next two seasons to be earned. And uh, mainly I'm looking at 2018 with Barnage and the fact that I believe it was around four million or so that is owed to him for next season. Uh, it is $3.3 in base with a $1 million roster bonus, and that's really the key because if you look at this offseason, they cut Robert Griffin III with a roster bonus coming up. They cut Tremont Williams with a roster bonus coming up. So that was the reason why I wrote this article. The 2017 NFL Draft is loaded with tight end prospects. Uh, for anybody out there that's big on following who the team has brought in, uh, I am one of those people. They've already met with uh, either in a private workout or at another workout uh, facility somewhere, Blake Jarwin of Oklahoma State, Jordan Leggett of Clemson, and Adam Shaheen, who is the uh, the workout warrior standout from Ashland University here in Ohio. They've also had very, very bright things to say about O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram and other tight ends if you paid attention to their Building Blocks uh, video they posted on their website this week. So the Browns are not making it a secret at all that they are interested in upgrading the tight end position with one of their 11 picks in the 2017 NFL draft. And that's why I wanted to focus on that for this article. Um, you know, a couple other guys, I talked about Adam Shaheen or Sheehan. I don't know how to properly say his name in my article. Also talked about, uh, you know, talked about Leggett a little bit. And then also a little bit later, a guy I really like out of Arkansas is Jeremy Sprinkle. He's a guy that can do, um, you know, more than one thing. He's a pass catcher and a blocker. So he's a name to watch for. I actually have an article that's going to be dropping on CLE for me this week that is uh, going in depth a little bit into five specific players that I think could be on the Browns radar in the draft. So definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. But just overall, this article was just to create some awareness uh, with our audience that, you know, while everyone is so focused on the defensive line and the uh, quarterback position and defensive backs, which are, you know, well known as uh, being talked about in the media, there are other positions. And with the amount of picks that the Browns do have, you know, tight end is one that Fan favorite and great guy Gary Barnage, he could be on the chopping block uh, as early as this season if one of those tight ends that they were to draft breaks out. But definitely next season with that $4.3 million that uh, could be paid out if they keep him on the roster. And that's an interesting thought that Bob has brought up about keeping Gary Barnage if we drop the tight end. Um, if you've noticed recently with this mock draft season, and hopefully we'll get into it more next week where I'm, I'm going to invite for me staff members to come on and share their uh, mock drafts for the Browns picks in the first and second rounds leading up from two weeks from tonight. Um, if they draft a tight end such as O.J. Howard, as many mock drafts have seen, the Browns taking O.J. Howard to that spot, what does that mean for Gary Barnage? Well, you look at Hugh Jackson in Cincinnati, his two um, tight end sets with Grisham and Eifert might mean that Barnage has a smaller role but, more, but a more efficient role. So we'll see. I want to also introduce to you now Travis Stone. And you're going to love him right off the bat because he's got this great country draw. Um, right when I heard it, right when I heard uh, this clip he sent me, I was immediately hooked. And I can't wait to speak to him more. And he's going to come on and talk to us a little bit about the article he wrote. Also, interestingly enough, the hoopla Adam Schefter started with his tweet. Wednesday night. Let's start with uh, Adam Schefter's tweet last night that the Browns are not completely sold yet on Miles Garrett and are looking into Mitch Trubisky as the number one pick. I think this is just a smoke screen to throw everyone off. 
the Browns are taking Miles Garrett. If you've heard Greg Williams talk at clinics or around the city of Cleveland, it's Miles Garrett. It's been Miles Garrett. This these types of rumors come about in between the the two weeks before the draft. Miles Garrett's the pick. Just gotta stir it up, cause some drama for draft night. The Browns aren't gonna tip their cap at who they're picking, but it's Miles Garrett. He's a building block. But let's let's look at the twelfth pick. Could the Browns land that quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes? All three could be there. Only teams in front of the Browns at 12 that I could see taking quarterbacks. San Francisco at two, but I I think they go Solomon Thomas. The Jets, I think the Jets are going to try to build the defense or possibly go O.J. Howard. Buffalo, but they just re-signed Tyrod Taylor. I can't see them going first round quarterback. I see them going receiver, losing Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins' health unknown. I could I could see them going wide receiver. The Saints, they'll wait till later on to take a quarterback. Gotta build that defense. That leaves the Browns. Browns could have their pick of Trubisky, Watson, Mahomes. Personally, if Trubisky's there, I think the hometown kid coming home is just too much for him to pass up. They'll take him. If not, it's between Watson or Mahomes. That's just how it just depends on how Hugh Jackson has graded his quarterbacks. But let's say I'm a Lee Cooker, a Jamal Adams, a Jonathan Allen fall. I don't see Hooker or Adams falling, but however, Allen could with that chronic uh, shoulder injury. He could be there. If they could land Garrett and Jonathan Allen, your defensive line is set for years to come. Then you would throw in the linebackers. you got a very formidable front seven that a lot of teams are going to be afraid to play. Let's say uh, just some odd chance... All three quarterbacks are gone, both safeties, and Allen's off the board. Where do you go? You could go Corey Davis. I really like Corey Davis. He'd be an excellent fit in the Browns' offense. Supposedly the Browns like him at 12. After taking Corey Coleman and all the receivers last year, I can't see it. Plus, this is a deep, deep wide receiver class. He's my number one wide receiver. I think personally, they're not going running back. They have Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson. They're not going to take Dalvin Cook. They're not going to take Christian McCaffrey. If the draft falls to them this particular way, I truly think they're going to go O.J. Howard. Howard was in an Alabama offense that really he could not be featured in. But if you uh, caught a glimpse of the Senior Bowl, you saw what he can do. He is a dual-threat tight end. He can block. He can catch. Hugh Jackson and staff just let him go out there and play at the Senior Bowl, and he put up good numbers. So Garrett's going first. 12 is a big wild card. 
I mean, the Browns could trade up. They could trade back. They got third. They got the first second round picks. That is the first pick of the second round. They could trade back into the first round. It's an exciting time for Browns fans. But you know, uh, I was on Twitter last night. I saw the reactions when Schefter's tweet came out. Don't read anything into it. The pick is going to be Miles Garrett. And then we will see at 12, but again, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Browns can do. But we got uh, a little over two weeks, and we will know. Good morning to everybody. Let's kick off this uh, Wednesday morning with some Browns draft news. Let's start with uh, Adam Schefter's tweet last night that the Browns are not completely sold yet on Miles Garrett and are looking into Mitch Trubisky as the number one pick. I think this is just a smokescreen to throw everyone off. The Browns are taking Miles Garrett. If you've heard Greg Williams talk at clinics or around the city of Cleveland, it's Miles Garrett. It's been Miles Garrett. This these types of rumors come about in between the the two weeks before the draft. Miles Garrett's the pick. Just gotta stir it up, cause some drama for draft night. The Browns aren't gonna tip their cap at who they're picking, but it's Miles Garrett. He's a building block. But let's let's look at the twelfth pick. Could the Browns land that quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes? All three could be there. Only teams in front of the Browns at twelve that I could see taking quarterbacks. San Francisco at two, but I I think they go Solomon Thomas. The Jets, I think the Jets are gonna try to build the defense. Or possibly go O.J. Howard. Buffalo, but they just re-signed Tyrod Taylor. I can't see them going first round quarterback. I see them going receiver, losing Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins' health unknown. I I could see them going wide receiver. The Saints, they'll wait till later on to take a quarterback. Got to build that defense. That leaves the Browns. Browns could have their pick of Trubisky, Watson, Mahomes. Personally, if Trubisky's there, I think the hometown kid coming home is just too much for him to pass up. They'll take him. If not, it's between Watson or Mahomes. That's just how it just depends on how Hugh Jackson has graded his quarterbacks. But let's say I'm a Lee Cooker, a Jamal Adams, a Jonathan Allen fall. I don't see Hooker or Adams falling, but however, Allen could with that chronic uh, shoulder injury. He could be there. If they could land Garrett and Jonathan Allen, your defensive line is set for years to come. Then you would throw in the linebackers. you got a very formidable front seven that a lot of teams are going to be afraid to play. Let's say by just some odd chance all three quarterbacks are gone, both safeties, and Allen's off the board. 
where do you go? You could go Corey Davis. I really like Corey Davis. He'd be an excellent fit in the Browns' offense. Supposedly the Browns like him at 12. After taking Corey Coleman and all the receivers last year, I can't see it. Plus, this is a deep, deep wide receiver class. He's my number one wide receiver. I think, personally, they're not going running back. They have Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson. They're not going to take Dalvin Cook. They're not going to take Christian McCaffrey. If the draft falls to them this particular way, I truly think they're going to go O.J. Howard. Howard was in an Alabama offense that really he could not be featured in. But if you uh, caught a glimpse of the Senior Bowl, you saw what he can do. He is a dual-threat tight end. He can block. He can catch. Hugh Jackson and staff just let him go out there and play at the Senior Bowl. And he put up good numbers. So, Garrett's going first. 12 is a big wild card. I mean, the Browns could trade up. They could trade back. They got third. They got the first, second round pick that is the first pick of the second round. They could trade back into the first round. It's an exciting time for Browns fans. But, you know, uh, I was on Twitter last night. I saw the reactions when Schefter's tweet came out. Don't read anything into it. It's a great perspective from Travis. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for checking this out. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Browns Podcast. And I'm looking forward, again, to getting Cleat For Me members on a Skype call, recording podcasts, um, hopefully weekly, leading up to the season, getting in-depth analysis, and just making this podcast as fr- fan-friendly as possible, good or bad. Uh, bad opinions, good opinions. Um, even even calling for the firing of Hugh Jackson if we want to go that far if, uh, if we're three weeks into the season. Anything is on the table. Um, again, I want to thank Jared Millar for this awesome opportunity for everybody, and I'm looking forward to a great experience. That's, a, that's all I can sum up to really. That's an experience. It's something we can all learn from uh, being a part of this new, new website. So until then, 